0: Hey, you beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Worthy Pieces. I'm your host, Rhonda Davis, and I appreciate you so much for listening in. Today, I figured that we should talk emotions. The sole reason why I wanted to create this mental health podcast. So, what the heck are emotions? Most people are terrified of emotions. And It's quite sad, actually, because emotions are the big reason why any of us struggle with mental health. When I explain emotions, I explain it from two different versions. The first being that there are two sides of our brain. We have the logical processing side and we have the emotional processing side. And we as conditioned humans have gotten really good about being logical, We are really good about solving problems with logic and trying to find that mathematical equation to solve things. Sadly, you can't heal emotions using logic. You heal emotions by understanding your emotions. And so that emotional mind of ours, it's very much there. It very much is in charge of our subconscious. And it's something that we never listen to. Think about it. When you get emotional... When you're depressed, when you feel like you can't talk to someone, yet inside you just feel like you want to jump out of your skin or that you're a shattered piece of glass. That's your emotional mind. It's there, it's working, it's very much trying to talk to you, but you unfortunately are just not listening. And then the second way that I talk about emotions is comparing our brain to a fire alarm. So when we sense threat, when we sense danger, when we are in a risky situation, our brain typically is responding even before our conscious sense of self is caught up. So meaning when that threat is in there and that your brain recognizes it's a threat, the smoke is already going off and your brain as that fire alarm goes off and creates an emotional reaction for us so whether that be an emotional breakdown a panic attack an anger outburst or sometimes it can be like your body responding so maybe you get sick to your stomach because you're in a very uh triggering situation that causes a lot of anxiety maybe you get tension headaches because of the stress that you're under with work Things like this can trigger that fire alarm to go off. And yet again, we have these physical signs. We have these very threatening or intensive reactions that once again, we're not listening to. And it's frustrating, right? I can't tell you how many times that I have had a random anxiety day or I'm on the midst of a panic attack or I just get overwhelmed with emotions because I've chosen to ignore them in the previous days or previous months. And I wish more than anything that I could wake up and just not be emotional. I wish that I could snap my fingers and get rid of the emotions. And I know that so many people out there want the same thing. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Right. And I can say this, I can admit it to you, but it's a really, really hard thing to do because emotions are so intense and they just feel awful. Um, I know like working in the trauma field, it's interesting, right? Because people can talk about their traumas, but they don't want to go into the nitty gritty of it right? They can keep it very surface level. They can skim through the details. They can tell you the storybook version of it because probably they have repeated it so many times that it's become desensitized, yet the emotional factors that are keeping it so that it's still part of their dysfunction, right? The underlying issues or the suppressed emotions that we don't deal with often then exert themselves in daily dysfunction, If you didn't know this already, I talk about anxiety also as it's something that we experience daily and we stress ourselves out or we worry or we catastrophize on such an intense level because we've been through certain experiences before that has created this awareness or this reaction that we think that we then are readily prepared to deal with in the future, right? So going back to the fire alarm mentality. If I was in a horrific car accident five years ago and that was something that I haven't dealt with and really affected me, I know that driving in a car or the possibility of being in a car accident are going to be those main triggers that upset my anxiety, right? It's something that happened to me previously that I continue to this day to worry about happening to me again in the future. Emotions are such a hard thing to talk about. Because we're threatened by them, we have shame from them, and more than anything, they are typically just not something that any of us have been educated on, right? Think about when you were a kid. How did your parents or how did your caregivers react to you when you had a certain emotional reaction? Most of us were sent to our room, we were told you're gonna be okay, we were told to get over it. How many of us can really say that we had parents or caregivers that sat down to explain to us what the emotions we are experiencing are? I think there are very few people that are out there that could really say that their parents did a great job teaching them emotions, that were teaching them emotional languages, right? For the most part, none of us got that. Even me being a therapist raised in a healthy environment with many caregivers around me helping support and nurture my emotional intelligence I didn't really get that I remember times that I was told by my dad like I'm too emotional and I'm too sensitive and he meant it in the nicest ways but for me you know as that little kid who was growing and her brain was developing I didn't understand why I was emotional I didn't even understand what emotions I were going through So this has always been something we've struggled with and we haven't put enough focus on. And it breaks my heart because it's such an easy thing to teach. It's not an easy thing necessarily to change about ourselves because again, we are so conditioned to being logical thinkers, but it is something to teach, right? How simple is it for me to tell you, Hey, you're emotional. Hey, you're angry. Hey, it looks like you're sad. How does that feel? Tell me about your feelings. Now, if you've never had someone to nurture that emotional intelligence, it's probably really hard for you to talk about it. I think a lot of people don't know how to talk about their emotions. They get uncomfortable when other people ask or maybe when you express yourself, right? When you express yourself to a friend, do you have friends out there that would much rather like tell you a joke or distract you than to sit and talk about your emotion? Actually, I have a really good example of this. Um, so I, one of my best friends who I've known for over a decade, she has always been so awkward with emotions and I knew this and we were probably, I would say like two or three years into our friendship. And so I had known when people cry around her or when people hug her, she just gets this awkward look on her face and her body becomes so tense and I couldn't even tell you what happened. But I remember, I think it was that I had broken up with my high school boyfriend after a a three-and-a-half, four-year-long relationship. And it was heartbreaking. It was really hard. It was probably the first big real breakup of quote-unquote true love that there was and I remember I was crying and so upset and so emotional and I remember just putting my head sobbing on her shoulder and I ended up apologizing because I knew that she was uncomfortable with me crying and I remember she felt so bad that I was apologizing because I had just gone through a breakup and she acknowledged that I could be sad and have emotions but in that moment I felt uncomfortable because I knew I was making her uncomfortable. And I think that that example hopefully resonates with a lot of us, right? Is that we want to express ourselves, we want to be open, but when we do it with other people, we usually have like this shame or this guilt that we're imposing on another person's life. And the sad thing is, is we all have emotions. We all go through heartbreak or some type of event that you're going to have an emotional reaction to. And those events and those timelines are going to change per person, right? I know that same friend. I have been through heartbreak and hell with her, right? We have both pissed each other off and cried in each other's arms and then awkwardly distracted each other because we knew we didn't want to be emotional. And bottom line, I've never judged her. I never judged her for the times that I've seen her cry or the times that I've seen her angry. Even at me, I've never judged her for those times. I knew that they were emotions and in that moment she was having an emotional reaction just as much as she's always been there for me. But sadly, we go through this life trying to distract and get rid of our emotions as fast as we can. I'm here to tell you, we have to stop. Emotions are part of us. Emotions are something that we all experience and they are not going away. Sadly, I know that some of you out there wish that this could give you a magical cure to get rid of your emotions. I'm here to tell you sorry, friend, you're emotional. It's part of your brain, it's part of your wiring. So let's figure out ways that we can accept it and welcome it and better understand it. Because I promise, if you're better able to understand your emotions and better able to feel them, your life can be sustained and fully functional to where you no longer go through that crazy, backward, spiraling roller coaster that you may be going through right now. And the first question that probably pops in your mind is, how do you learn to be comfortable with something that you want to just snap away? Well, a lot of it is you have to accept that they're there, right? You don't have to understand them. You don't have to have a logical equation to explain them. You just have to acknowledge their presence. You have to get to know yourself, know what your triggers are, know what your emotional patterns are, and that sounds crazy, but typical ways that I tell my clients are use an emotional wheel. They're all over Google. They're in various forms. They are a fantastic resource that you can pick and choose your emotions to better expand that emotional language. Another way, which I'm sure we've all seen one, especially at the doctors, it are those cute little emotional emoji scales. There's a ton of different emotional lists, emotional scales, emotional representations to really find a symbol or something that you can use as that resource to connect with your emotions. So if anything, start there, start to familiarize yourself on a broader language than just, Hey, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Or if I can tell that you're sad and you've been crying, or I can tell you're on the verge of a panic attack, you don't look in the face and say, Oh my gosh, I'm so good. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? And then you run away or change the subject. Allow the emotions to be felt. No, I don't expect you to go to your next girls' night or hang out with friends and talk about emotions, but I do expect you to go with friends or those girls' night and check in on each other and at least for your sake to try and better explain yourself of where you are with your emotions, where you're at mentally, and also check in on your friends. How many times in our lives have we felt alone? How many times have we thought, oh my gosh, I can't call this person. I don't want to be a burden. They have so much going on already. I can't call and be that next nuisance for them. Well, little did you know, how do you know that they're not going through their own mental health struggles? How do you know that they're not feeling alone or that they have gone through their own traumatic experiences and all they really want is a good friend? You'd be surprised in how much you could be helping another person if you are able to check in and hold them accountable just as much as I'm trying to hold you accountable for. Okay, on a similar topic, let's talk mental health. Emotions and understanding your emotions are the foundation of mental health. When people come to therapy or when people go to therapy, you talk to your therapist about emotions. You don't talk to them about logic most of the time. Is logic involved? Yes. But most of the time you're going to therapy to emotionally heal yourself. But sadly, mental health and going to therapy are still two taboo topics that are not talked about. I have a handful of clients in the, probably in the past couple years, that their friends and family have no idea that they attended therapy. There's either shame, there's guilt, there's fear of judgment that has come from their family members that clients have told me if they were to find out that that person's in therapy, they would be ridiculed and they would be shamed. And so sadly... People aren't even talking about it to friends and family who they should be confiding in. As a society, we have seen it a lot in the last year, whether it's been celebrity suicides, the statistics here in Utah for teen and even elementary kid suicide attempts or successes have skyrocketed. And obviously, I'm not even talking post-pandemic mental health. That's a whole other topic. I'm strictly talking about That people are genuinely struggling with their mental health, and they always have been, yet we still to this day lack the resources to be able to give people. And so what do they do? They cut themselves. They turn to addiction. They turn to substances. They turn to toxic relationships. They turn to suicide. They turn to self-harm. There's some type of negative behavior that keeps people from talking about things. Whether that's because they have a fear that they're going to be judged or because they have a fear that no one's going to understand them. The reasons why we're not talking is because there is still this standard that mental health, emotions, talking about things are taboo and we have this belief that nobody is going to understand us. I want to ask you something and have it really sit with you. We, we have all been, or majority of us probably have been, part of the Facebook trends of posting or copying and pasting that post to say, if you're a friend in need, if you're a friend struggling, if you're a friend having suicidal thoughts, call me. I'm a friend. I'm an ally. You can rely on me. I'm not saying that we didn't mean those when we posted them, but how many of your friends did you reach out to personally when posting that that you know have had suicide attempts or that you know struggle with addiction? or that you know are depressed or anxious, or that maybe some of them you know in fact are in therapy, how many of you went out of your way to check in with those friends? How many of you waited for those friends to reach out to you? Now I'm in no way saying that another person's mental illness or substance abuse or struggles is something that you need to be responsible for, but my point to this is to say I really want you to think about your friend group, your families, the struggles that you have been through. And see how relevant the mental health or an emotional disturbance is in your world. This is worldwide. Every human has emotions. Every human has problems. We all cope with it differently. Whether that's alcohol, whether that's substances, toxic relationships, distractions, disassociations. The list goes on and on. The point of this is to say you are not alone. You are an emotional human that has been conditioned to not be emotional, yet you're struggling emotionally. You've probably heard this comparison, but I use it all the time because it really hits home, right? If you fall and break your leg, are you not going to go to the hospital? Are you not going to use those crutches to make sure your leg heals and makes it to where you can walk again? I hope that all of you are saying, no, I would rush to the hospital. No, I would use crutches. Why are we not doing it for mental health? Why are we not owning our emotions as no different as medical emergencies and managing them to the best of our abilities? Why are we okay with going to a medical doctor's office, but we're not okay going to therapy? We're not okay when we can't reach out to marriage therapists. Why are these issues taboo for us? Why is there shame for you to reach out and say, hey, I'm not okay or I need help? Why is it okay for you to go to the hospital when you fall and break your leg, but when you have a mental health crisis or you relapse that you can't own it in the same accountability and get the same help? I just want you to think about it. I want you to be honest. I want you to think about all of these examples I've used and really relate it to your life. Because honestly, the only way to change it is to start with ourselves. And I, I agree. I've been there. I have been a hypocrite sometimes where I can sit all day with so many clients and so many friends and talk to them about their issues or emotions. Or I can sit at friend parties and tell them that they need to go to therapy. And my butt needed to go to therapy a long time ago. We all have emotions and we all need help sometimes having a mental illness, going through emotions, going through life events that really affect us are not something that has to be a life sentence. It doesn't have to be something that interferes with our daily life every single day. The only time that it does is if you allow it to do so and you're allowing it by not going and getting the appropriate help. You're not allowing the friends and family around you to be that support for you, to be those crutches. Clearly I'm passionate about this. This is what I live and breathe. But more than anything, I just wanna be able to teach you guys. I want to be able to normalize this. And I wanna be able to honestly use this podcast With my own accountability. Everything that I'm preaching of, everything that I'm lecturing on, I wanna make sure that I also am owning up to it too. I will share with you my struggles, the days that I don't wanna show up and go to therapy or talk about things, I'm going to do my best and hold myself accountable to every single one of you. Because if I expect you to do it, I have to expect myself. And you know why? Because I'm worthy to live a happy life too, I'm worthy of making changes. And life is so short. I know that's a cliche statement, but you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. Tomorrow is not promised. So just do better. Go check in on your friends. Check in on yourself. Identify your emotions and start talking about them. It can be in therapy. It can be with your partner. It can be with your friends. The more you talk, the more resources you're going to absorb and the better you're going to be able to heal. Thank you for tuning in again and listening this podcast. I feel so excited about. I hope you're enjoying the episodes and finding it informative and finding it something that you guys can relate to. I would love feedback. I would also love any topics of suggestion that you may have that you would like me to cover. Um, I also have... Some guests I'm hoping to bring on in the next couple of episodes which are going to cover a variety of topics and I just can't wait. So please tune in, share, follow along on this journey and I wish you the best day ever and be mentally well. We'll talk soon friends.